Welcome to Aw Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Kate Thompson. And me, Mark David Christensen. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> we're back! We're back, baby! And we're going to be covering uh, chapters three and four of Garden of Souls. Whoa. Garden of Souls, just to recap, we got uh, uh, written by Mike Mignola and John Arcudi. Illustrated by Guy Davis, colored by Dave Stewart, lettered by Clem Robbins, edited by Scott Alley, and published back in 2007, March through July, as BPRD Garden of Souls number one through five. Hell yeah. yeah. But before we can get into the details of all of that, yeah. we got a segment for you, baby. Ooh. One that we can't do without all of you out there. <laughs> it's Oh Boy Email. email. <laughs> uh, we got one email from... Our regular listener and emailer. You know him as the professor. <laughs> you know him. You love him. <laughs> we love him. Uh, it's Professor Pitaway. Hey. I uh, love this. This is titled Teaser Episode. So nice. this is a response to our first teaser episode of season four. Oh. Uh, and also, um, if you, there is also, he sent us something really fun that we can choose to watch at the end of this maybe and just cool. respond to it. Yeah. Um. But we'll get we'll, the the viewing thing he sent us. We'll if we do it on on Mike, we'll, we'll we'll wait till the very end of this episode. Just heads up, nice. But we'll talk about it in this email. But he says, "Dear Hellcasters, I missed you guys over the break. Oh, I, I know we missed we you. missed you. I had a few thoughts on your season four teaser, as always, and of course I couldn't keep them to myself. Firstly." Alcohol is a poison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we know, but we like it. Uh, there is no advantage to poisoning yourself even a little bit. <laughs> even the one glass of red wine a day study was riddled with inherent bias and poor methodology. If you want to... Co- it was like written by like a, like somebody who owned a vineyard or something. Yeah, by Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, He's, oh yeah, uh, it's good for you. It's good for you. My wine it's is like good Gatorade. for you. <laughs> uh, he says, if you want a comprehensive take... Try the Science versus Versus podcast from Gimlet Media. They did an excellent deep dive. Oh, I dive. listen to that. Do you? Yeah, it's I'm, a really good podcast. Oh, great. Then yeah. you maybe have listened to this, but you decided, or you skipped I over it. I didn't listen you, to the alcohol one, Because no. you love alcohol, you skipped <laughs> over it. <laughs> I'm, uh, too, I'm too loyal to alcohol. <laughs> oh, you, no, Big no. alcohol's got you in, your, <laughs> you in their pocket? <laughs> no, I would totally listen to it, and I agree. And I did a dry January and felt great. <laughs> I did. I mean, I've been sick. Since the New Year, so that's terrible. My Jan- January was nice, but I didn't have the because I. You can probably. I do apologize to all listeners if you hear me wheezing, or I'm congested in these these first recordings. I eventually, I hope to God, I'll feel better. Dave is one big booger. <laughs> ah, <laughs> Sorry, I love it to paint that illustration. <laughs> that's what I am. One yeah. big booger. Uh, he continues to saying they did an excellent deep dive into the subject last March called science versus alcohol. A poor decision. That said, I had a psychologist who described alcohol as a social lubricant. So while biologically there is no benefit, there are social benefits to the practice. Yeah, that's, uh, that's liquid for damn courage. Sure. They say, yeah. right? Definitely for a lot of people. I try. I hope. Yeah, it just can become an issue. Like if that's what your only way of social. Right. If you depend anything that you're dependent on, it's like it's like oh yeah, I can't go talk to anybody without two beers. Uh, a statement which I've said before you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's certainly easier to go into a crowd of people and be gregarious if you're if you've had two beers for sure 
But it's like, should I think that all the time and only yeah. be able to talk to people if I've had two beers? That's yeah. not great. Performers <laughs> that feel like they need it to in order to relax. Yeah, to get like on that. stage and stuff. Yikes. Yeah. That yeah. could be a problem. Yeah. Uh, I won't say that it's fine if you have one drink, but. If it's I mean, it is like, you know. I, I, I Teach their own, I guess. It is easier. It is easier. You just, I mean, for, for me, it's like. I don't know. You just get more loosey goosey and like, le- I, for me personally, I get more ju- less judgmental of myself. For but sure. I, that being said, I don't do it for like, mm, for, like I didn't do it for like sketch and stuff like that. Like that would be, I would just be, you know, I recognize that it's not the most professional and it's mm-hmm. sometimes it makes you a little sloppy and yeah. You know, and you know yeah. And that's the thing. Do you want to be sloppy? No. It's like you feel confident, but how do you look on yeah, stage? Yeah, in the end, what's how the are pro- you? What's what's the what's, what's the, the presentation? Result? Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah, he says there is also some evidence that alcohol consumption played a key role in our evolution. No, not like that. Well, not only like that. I think he's implying sex. I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it turns out that our ability to process <laughs> the like that, e- like that. <laughs> Turns out that our ability to process the ethanol produced by rotting fruits and things allows us to consume foods which would kill other animals. Sweet. So drink a toast to our funky ancestors and their freakish ability to poison themselves to survive and have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Love it. That's awesome. Secondly, I second Kate's recommendation to learn about the American invasion of Hawaii. Our school systems in America tend to gloss over a lot of stuff that the government did in its acquisition of territories over the years. Wounded Knee Massacre, Japanese internment camps, and the land seizures that went with them. Texas, etc. Ad nauseum, ad nauseum, excuse me, ad nauseum, literally tell you are sick. But the blatant corruption in coronism, is that... I say that. Sorry, I'm dumb, professor. Where are we? Crony, C R O N Y I S M. I guess cron- cronyism. cronyism. I feel like I've heard cronyism. the word or like a crony, it. like your little cronies. Uh, yeah, I'm a little probably. crony of. That makes sense. Or you the, can look it up. Of the U.S. Um, government. Yeah, that makes sense to me. <laughs> We're just fully guessing what I guessing can. rather than something we can uh, look up. That's our style. Yeah, <laughs> an appointment of friends and associates to positions of authority without proper regard to qualifications. So yeah, ooh, that's something I don't like. Uh, cronyism that allowed several major corporations to get the government to grab the islands and basically convert them to high-priced resorts shouldn't be kept a secret. Totally, none of that up. stuff. That stuff still happens and to this day. I mean, cronyism. it was so recent. It was so recent. Yeah, I mean that shit's it's dark. Yeah. Hopefully, there's a way in the future that we can correct that. Still enjoy them. And I mean, like, some Hawaiians are like, we want Hawaii to be a sovereign nation again and not be part of the Maybe United one States. Day it will be. You never know. I mean, it would be good for Native Hawaiians, I think. But it's like, does the U.S. have so much money tied into? It's gonna be a hard that I- those those islands that it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Have I can't the see them ever being like, you know what? We will give up a state. <laughs> like, I don't see that. You know what I mean? Either. Yeah. Especially, I don't know. Especially if Trump gets fucking. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. No. I, I don't foresee it happening. I don't see any even Trump or not. It's I just don't see it. Yeah. One hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, and then he continues with something a little more lighthearted. <laughs> something that amused me, and I hope you enjoy, was the cinema sins episode on Hellboy 2019. He dropped a link. We can watch this at the end of the episode. 
but it is pretty much like everything wrong with Hellboy. It's like 21 <laughs> minutes long. Oh my uh, god! So I haven't touched it yet. <laughs> and he says, "If you never watch Cinnasin Sins, it's a great channel that nitpicks movies in a humorous way. Very fun. This looks awesome. We'll definitely be checking it out. Maybe we'll you'll hear, hear us watching it a little bit at the very end of this episode. <laughs> but we'll definitely now both now that we're both have access to it, we'll watch it. Thanks for bringing that to our attention, yeah, Mr. cool, uh, Professor. And then he says, Hell Girl." In regards to that uh, sculpt, that statue that we were uh, sent an image. That's of right. That's about. right. He says, if you're going to do a gender a sexy sw- one. Yeah, the very sexy, yeah. sexy Gen Gen 13 Hellgirl. <laughs> yeah. He says, if you're going to do a gender swapped version of Hellboy, I would want it based on Rosie the Riveter or otherwise a mechanic or blue collar type body. I get the classic pinup comic version, but I totally agree with your assessment. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Yeah, just like a, a tough yeah. lady. I have, but, to- You know, it just shows you it's like it's like this is. You know, it's just sculpted by a male sculptor and it's for dudes to buy. And that's like kind of yeah. it. You know, that's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it didn't surprise me that it looked like that. Like Don't I was see. like, yeah, this is it. <laughs> yeah, of course the comic book. This is just, a, you know, so, so entr- like comics are so entrenched in that still that it's like, whatever. Yeah. It's not going to like. <laughs> it's a fad that hasn't like completely gone away and it will probably will never go away. Not for a while. Yeah. But I think that there are definitely comics that are like. I mean, certainly, like, for years and years, there have been, like, indie comics that show female characters in ways that are more believable or whatever. Totally. I don't know. Yeah, it'll, you know. It's like, when when will, like, when will we reach the goal of feminism and have equal sexes? It's like, it's not going to happen soon. It's just not going to happen soon. But it's, it's, you know, it's, like, so distant that it feels almost like, theoretical it's like not you know it uh, for sure it would be great like it'd be cool but it would be cool but like it almost feels like take something i'll be while. dead and then i'll oh i'll be I'll long be reincarnated dead yeah I'll to be actually long. enjoy the perks of i'll have to get mummified <laughs> come back <laughs> uh, i don't want that yeah <laughs> yeah just, me neither me, I don't want sounds that. bad let me just go <laughs> looks bad um and then he's finishing out with so i think the real answer of how does hellboy age is plot convenience. And that's in regards to like sure. figuring out how he ages. Yeah, yeah, totally. He's I've always thought that hell was a pocket dimension in which time and physics are whatever the demons, cursed watchers, want them to be. I always assumed Hellboy, once born, is held in stasis. And when and when he is conjured to Earth, he begins to age in a more normal fashion. But of course, since Hellboy has a different life cycle, he grows at an accelerated pace to adult size. Then he is more or less unchanging after that. Remember, however, that according to the island, all demons are watchers who were cursed for not stopping the one who made the Agdru Jihad. So they mm-hmm. have existed more or less unchanged since the formation of Earth, roughly 4.5 billion years. So he is half that and half human. Yeah. Cool. Good thing to point out that that's what he is. Half those watchers and half human. Because that's what in this world, that's where what demons are. Yeah. Very cool. It's one of those things I agree. It's just a plot convenience and it it works for whatever the rules that the Mignola has set that help him tell the story that he wants to tell. Yeah. Which is fine with me. It's it's to make those rules all you want, you know what I mean? Yeah. They seem to be working great for the story thus 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 far. Yeah. So my brain again, that's like I don't even want to delve deep into it because we did before and it hurt my brain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
It already started to hurt my brain. <laughs> and his last little comment's very good. He says, this was an excellent teaser episode in that it digresses exactly the like the regular season episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that did end up being a lot longer. We thought it was going to be a teaser. It ended up being nah. maybe longer than other yeah, regular than episodes. Yeah, a lot of other episodes. Very funny. Uh, he says, love you guys as always. The Professor. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks. We really appreciate it. That's a wonderful, wonderful first email uh, for season four from The Professor. We hope to hear from yeah, more from you man. as well as we hope to hear from many more out there of our listeners. We love hearing your thoughts. Don't be afraid if you agree or disagree with us. Yeah, on anything, definitely disagree with us please. if you do. We love hearing your thoughts. Um, and you can always reach out to us. We will, your thoughts specifically, we'll discuss when you email us at ahcrap, a hellboy podcast at gmail.com. We do, we're online. Um, we will have like correspondence with you on uh, our other avenues such as Twitter and uh, Instagram. Instagram. It's just we're not going to cover any of that stuff most likely on the pod itself. Yeah. But you can follow us and speak with us on there at Aw Crap yeah. Hellboy Podcast on Instagram as well as Aw Crap Hellboy on Twitter. Yeah. We're still working on other avenues of possibly sending in voice messages. That's just something that is still in the works mainly because I haven't I've been uh, sick all New Year. Yeah. So my brain has been scattered. Yeah. Um and but if you want that, you can pine for it or work harder, <laughs> I swear. Or any or if you guys have any other ideas you'd like to You reach are just out. sickly right now. I hate it. I feel, it makes me feel like I'm gonna be sick the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, well you'll die any minute now. So uh any minute. Your I, I, illness I, will take you. I will die on Mike. <laughs> 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 oh no, it's happening. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. And when we get back, I might be alive to cover the next two chapters of a garden garden of souls. So, stay tuned. Ooh. Hello listeners. This is your Hellcasters AK Crappers. Um, coming into your ears during the break real briefly to let you know that we really appreciate you guys listening to the show and just want to say thank you so much and if you have time and want to rate review and subscribe where in uh, apple music or wherever you guys get your podcast go ahead and do that we really appreciate it um, maybe show this to a friend who you want to convince to be as nerdy about hellboy as all of us um, that would be really great. Yeah, we appreciate that. And a reminder, if you are using Apple Podcasts to listen to the show and you give us a five-star review, starting with the word boom, we will go ahead and we will read your boom review right here on the show and give you a shout out and praise you because we really appreciate those boom reviews. Thank you again. And let's get back to the show. What do you say, Kate? Yeah. Welcome back to Ah Crap, a Hellboy podcast, the show dedicated to the half-demon hero, hosted by me, Mark David Christensen. And me, Katie Thompson. And we're jumping right into chapter three and chapter Ooh. four of Garden of Souls. That's right. A lot of crazy shit is going on in Indonesia. Abe is looking for his uh, answers about his past, and he's discovering all kinds of weird shits going down. And last we checked, uh, Daimyo lost track of Abe in his hotel room. Abe is nowhere to be found. Mm -mm. So we're going to pick it up right there. Oh, first we'll do the cover. A really cool shot of um, three of the little, um, like, 
bio suits that these guys have been walking around this island in and also a cool use of like Mignola's usual like format of like yeah. inserting one panel over another larger image. He does that where he like has like sort of a barracuda looking like fish over like inserted literally right over the head of this crane. So again, like pushing that like Island of Dr. Moreau sort of like fucked up scientists yeah. who are, you know, maybe uh, ethically questionable with like what they're doing. Like you kind of get that vibe from, from these covers, I think, and from the way that they are treating the mummy that they have in their house and the, you know, they seem to be like, we're benevolent. We're petting the leopard monkey, but yes. like something a little sinister is happening under the surface. Totally. Right. And I agree a hundred percent. And it's interesting that we have like in the, in the chapter three um, crossbar, it's like a little flower. Yeah. And then is we that have like a Lotus. A, I don't yeah. know. I'm don't not know. sure of exactly what that flower is, to be honest. Let's Could Google be. a Lotus. And then we have an Egyptian. Uh, maybe eye, not. Of course. I don't know. Looks sort of like uh, what I would assume an Egyptian eye that would be on a, like a, a an, in in uh like a tomb, yeah, a king's tomb, um, but very cool and interesting that the only thing on this page that has any possible relation to Abe is that fish panel that you described. Yeah, there's no now no signature. There's no image of Abe. There's no signature of Langdon Everett. Yeah, Call. so interesting that there's that is void of this. Cover. That's true. That's true. It is like, yeah, the lettering isn't even there, but we know that these guys are somehow tied to, to that, you know, to that version of Abe. So I guess we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what they have to do with like all of this weird splicing of, you know, whatever's happening DNA wise here. Um, cool. And then, yeah, it starts off with Daimyo at this Indonesian police department. He is looking for Abe. He's like, listen, he's he went missing. We got to find him. In the background, we hear a woman crying about how her daughter is missing. And then we also have, I guess, just like a funny joke of a of a a 90 day a, fiance is what. I'm Yeah. Yeah. Is sort of like it, it's like a it's like a quick insert that has that has nothing to do with the plot. It's like. I don't know. They were like, rule of threes, we'll have a third thing happen. Yeah. It'll be funny. <laughs> like of a woman talking about how she insists that she's with this guy for love and not for money. It's so 90 day fiance. I need to yeah. I need to show this panel to my uh my girlfriend who loves the show. Yeah. Beth loves 90 day fiance. Maybe she'll start reading Hellboy. <laughs> And then, just because of that oh, just how like oh, the like movie that? remember had love island in it yeah. and that was her favorite part yeah <laughs> it likes to reference these things a little bit it's funny yeah and then so daimyo is just kind of insisting he's like listen we really got to find him and i am a u.s federal agent so fucking listen to me and then that then the police officer responds like okay we're all gonna get on this case but we also kind of see another little insert and the first mention of the R word, the dude. R, the hard R. Hard R. Yeah, you don't understand. My daughter, Lashri, is retarded. She has the mind of an infant. She won't survive long out there, say the parents of the missing girl. So it's like, okay, that's like pretty. I guess, what, 2007 this was published? It's like, uh, like, like, so. Also, I mean, we have to take it a lot in hand. Like 2007, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I still think it's a word that was not used regularly it shouldn't be yeah and also this is, is supposed to be you know lack 
it's not America, so it's not American soil. Yeah, it's definitely a different country, right? World it's like country in you a could sense. construe it as like, oh, maybe this is just a difference in the language is different, or the the translation, the translation is different, or or just the way that the word is treated over there is different. It I don't definitely, know. I think, is treated differently. But check it out, this word comes up a lot. Yeah, in like these when issues. I first thought, I was like, ah. I was like, oh, that's kind of rough, but it's not like the worst, you know, like I don't want to be the most, you know, it's like, am I being overly sensitive or is it like, hey, man, language has evolved past like, but uh, a language it's not has like they're, evolved. They're not using it flippantly. They're using it to describe their daughter. Yes. So it's not like in a hateful way or something. But it's I think like, it's OK to be like reactive to it. I don't think it should be then like color your entire like. It's not uh, like I hate the BPRD or yeah, hate or Mike Mignola that now. this word came up. It's exactly. Just like, it's because like, like oh, okay. Because language, it's like you can't eliminate it. Like if we're going to tell a certain story, you might end up, I'm not saying for this specifically, there's language in the world that might be needed to, that we're like, that's, I don't want to say that, but your story might need to include it in order. Does that make sense? If they're filling out this world. But yeah, then it's like, but then it's also like, well, what? Does your story need that I'm not to saying be this told? Is, yeah. And plus, I think, I mean, I think the idea, so besides the fact that the word is there, I think that using that little girl character is maybe, it's, may, it could have been done in another way. It could have just been a kid. It could have just, she's already yeah. a little girl. Like, I don't, like, There's the, a reasoning the reasoning that they give, it. I think, is like shaky yeah i think it's sure. shaky for sure and could have been done in a different way and i think it was a little insensitive at the time especially as you said early Certainly. 2000s uh yeah this is like this is late enough that it's like you guys could have done this maybe a different way but it, yeah this is maybe like my first like actual critique of the series is like the implication is like pretty rough like what they're trying to imply that you know yeah because i i think that I, I can only speak as an uncle who has an autistic nephew. Yeah. Our, our, our perception of actually like an autistic brain has changed. We've realized that it's not a weak mind. Which right. Like literally calling somebody will, like weak minded or feeble minded. It's like, it's like, come it's on, man. Just, the functionality is different. Yeah. It's the best uh, with my lack of, of, of knowledge and terms. Yeah. It feels like it's just, it's different. There's different stimuli. There's different ways of it's just it, wired differently. Wired like, differently. So, this this part of the book is just dated. Yeah, it's not gonna read well. It never will at this going forward. Yeah, I don't think so. It's just like <laughs> eh, have, yeah. all right. <laughs> yeah, but you're that's, like great. We're gonna use the R that's word. That's the way they Here chose to do it. I, I seriously think you could have just picked a kid. It could have just been like a kid yeah, a whose kid mind is less de guarded. Developed. Yeah, or, yeah like you're because you're what your brain doesn't stop developing until it's like 24 or something yeah, like that exactly it didn't need to be like there this weak she's a weak-minded <laughs> yeah it's like come on man you don't gotta do that you could just be like a kid a kid who a kid whose defenses aren't up whose guard isn't up or something yeah exactly you know? they're, they're 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 more imaginative more, and open. more open to suggestions people yeah people say that like a Which lot, a of, lot children of people have are. like interactions with the paranormal because they're more open to it at a younger yeah. age you're not closed off yeah. So that seems like more of the way I would have preferred the book to go. Yeah. Than being like, yeah, she's it just her feels mentally, it's lazy her, and it's also kind of like it's, it's like problematic. it's problematic <laughs> as shit. It's like, come on, man. Like this is I don't know. It doesn't wear and well. In the amount of time that they talk about that element of the story, they could have just explained uh, what we just explained. They could have been like, oh yeah, yeah, the mind of a child. Like she would have, yeah. you know. 
It takes as much explanation. I would even I would even go so far as if you would have just described the child, say, because in this description she's like, you don't understand. My daughter Lesserie is, and it says the R word. Mm-hmm. She has the mind of an infant. I almost feel like you could take out the R word and just be like, my child like has the mind like she might be five, but she, her mind is is the equivalent of a child of an infant because that is sort of. Autism, like they develop behind. You can be in an older age and people think, but it is the cognitively, it is still at a younger age. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I think there's just language that without the R word, you can get to the same thing. I think so, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. The Black Eyed Peas had that song. Do you remember? It, yeah, now it's called it. Let's Get It Started. And it's yeah. like, oh, wait, no. Yeah, in you, 2003, you released this other song. That's yeah, like, people. It's like, come on, man. Like, uh, you know. We discussed change sometimes doesn't it doesn't happen. I overnight. used to say it all the time. I used to say it a lot oh, like, as a kid. I I have a couple of brothers when they visited, they dropped it once or twice. And I was yeah, just like, really? Like, Chill out, man. Really? <laughs> yeah. You still use that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, for what? For what? Uh, Yeah. There's just, uh, you know, maybe like evolve language, your language a little language bit. Language evolves. Don't get stuck. Um, yeah. So anyway. So that will come up a couple of more times. That'll come up a we, bunch more times. We won't rant about it yeah, as much. Just want to front load it a little bit. <laughs> of course. Um, meanwhile, Abe is lighting the third cigar as he is making his way across some stretch of ocean in a little sailboat. He seems to be the only person there. Real quick, so before he's we heading get to somewhere. that. Can we backtrack yeah, just yeah. a little bit? I love that he's getting such Damio is getting such Damio is getting so much pushback, and as soon as he drops his credentials, he flashes that badge. Yeah, they immediately are like, "We need everybody on this," and I love that's a good. It's the way the fucking cops work, dude. Yeah, Andrew, do you know that there's a card? Andrew Stanton, friend of the podcast. Okay. Uh, there is a card that they give to, like, family members of police officers, and it's like. It's just like the, I think it's like a fraternal order police kind of card. And you basically like, if you're feeling saucy, if you get pulled over along with your license, you can put that card like behind your license and you have less of a chance of getting a fucking parking ticket. And Andrew's gotten out of multiple speeding tickets. Wow. What By like basically flashing that card and stuff like that. What a corrupt weird system. It's crazy. <laughs> cops only do stuff for other cops. Other fraternity. <laughs> if you're a cop listening to this. I think that that's right. A hundred percent of the time with no exception. <laughs> oh boy. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I will question it all the way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I do think it's a fun, like energy. It's a great energy. I love the energy from going from that push. Back shift. Yeah. To they him do going, stuff for each other. We need to get this done to immediately. Let's like these again, a whole it's like silent we can't, man. Your friend's probably waiting for you. I love the pacing of energy. Yeah. Yeah. We went from high end. Like I need to find my friend to where is he? He's sailing. Yeah, that's he's what we're sailing. getting right now. He's cruising, smoking a cigar <laughs> on a, in a beautiful stretch of ocean. So funny, like calm, no big waves. Looks super sexy. Yeah, it's looks the sexiest great. Abe has yeah, he's ever got looked. his shirt open. <laughs> Must be hot. Like he looks like the cover of a romance novel. Smoking a cigar when it's really hot out seems like horrible, rough, Ugh. too rough. But maybe on the open seas, it's a little cooler than we think. Yeah, maybe there's a nice breeze. Yeah, there you go. Well, let's go try it. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, in Colorado at the BBRD headquarters. Um, so Yahan is like, well, it, like Liz and Kate are hanging out and they're just like having a little bit of fun for once. You know, they're like starting to just like get over their shit. Yeah. Johan's like, wait, wait, wait. 
pump the brakes. We have to go back into this shit. And he shows them the file that he found. Um, the one that shows essentially what it comes down to is this woman who is being tried for war crimes, uh, has the last name Daimyo. They're like, hold on. Like, you know, uh, like Liz doesn't love Daimyo, but she's like, you know, maybe it's just a common last name. And it's like, no, no, no. I checked. Crimson Lotus is Captain Daimyo's grandmother. So that's Ooh. kind of like a thing. It's like, okay, does Daimyo know that? Uh, does he not know that? Like, what are the effects? What's the fallout from that? And also, it is like it's very interesting. Interesting this this thing they're presenting, and, we're, and we'll we'll see how far they go with it. Yeah. In this, as well as future BPRDs, but there's interesting thing of like how bloodline can really paint us a certain way. Right. Like, yeah, I know him, but then to find out he is bloodline is with something that once was evil. It's like we right. we do jump to conclusions of like, well, that was this. Right. It's like, oh, it. you're related. But then this whole, the whole like thesis statement of Hellboy for me is like, yeah, yeah, he was born a demon who's supposed to bring about the end of the world, but he's not. He's the hero. So it's like, yeah, it, just because you are related to somebody who did something bad, obviously you're not automatically bad. But in like, especially in like a comic book setting, it's like, oh, uh, we don't know. And like Daimyo's going through a lot of his own shit and like seeing visions of like fucked up crazy shit. So we just don't know how that's going to affect him. Mm-hmm. I don't think Daimyo is like an inherently evil character at all. I think, I think he's dealing with a lot of monster-ish yeah. things. That and I think that's a great human aspect to like that they're interjecting though is that our, we do as humans judge people like judge that. people really sure. flash. We flash judge a lot like that. Yeah. So I think that's a great thing what you're you're getting at. And he's we've literally seen him in it for us as the readers. We're like, yeah, he has been tempted by this thing that we maybe were being cued into that 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 little monkey vision is tied in with this, maybe. Yeah. So yeah. We'll only have to read and find out. Yeah, I think so. Cause we've seen have we seen a picture of Crimson Lotus with that thing? We haven't. Okay. I do know just from reading other I think I've things, seen in association. The, in the lexicon of this that it's like but as of yet we it's loose there's only yeah we're we not supposed only, to know that yet but yeah it's hard to avoid for sure um and then meanwhile back in um Indonesia they're busting down the door of this like looks like a fucking airplane hangar. It's like a huge warehouse door that the cops are busting down and that's the address right that was yeah written. that's the address that was written on the wall. Um, they find this brass looking like other sort of like, um, uh, steampunk looking apparatus. They don't know what it is. It's huge. Could be an organ. Yeah. Don't touch that thing. Don't touch it. Um, and then they find a little girl. She's in one of these side rooms and she's drawn with like pieces of chalk or something, drawn this enormous map reminding me of the map that Abe got in the first issue. Mm-hmm. with like a location circled, but now we see like four locations circled on this map that the And they're drew. broad locations. They're not specific. Yeah. Just like, like kind Abe of like Scott was just like the city, not yeah. oh, go to this specific place. Yeah, exactly. It's like this somewhere in here. Then we cut back to Abe. He has docked his ship and he is walking into this thick jungle and he comes across one of these sort of like not cosmonauts, you know. <laughs> Earth, Earth monots. Earth monots, yeah. Ter, ter, terminots. So, yeah, I don't even know what you would call it. What's them. that? Because terrarium, terrarium is like Earth. Terra's, Terra's Earth. Earth. Terranauts. Terranauts, great. I love it. Cool. Let's call them Terranauts. Let's call them Terranauts. <laughs> um, 
And one is just singing an old song to himself as he's like clipping roses. And Abe is like, and like pulls his gun, like, pulls what his the gun hell are like, you? All right, Cole, you found us. My God, it's a dream made real. And like this, this guy is like eager to be like, yes, come. Oh, thank God you're here. We wanted you to come here. This is great. Um, look, we're all of your friends, remember? And he's like, who? He's like disoriented. They're kind of like showing him this huge, lavish house. Um, never mind. I'm Ensner and this is Dameron and that's McWerther. So that's the, those are the three guys we can assume like the three guys that were in, like when we saw his flashbacks and yeah, his flashbacks and there were the other guys around the table. Yeah. Like that's who I'm thinking these guys all are. Yeah. At this point we're guessing, but it seems pretty right on. Yeah. Yeah. And they're very, they do seem like genuinely emotional. (laughs) They're like, they're like, thank God you're here. Thank God you're here. And he's like, I was drawn here and I don't know why. Like I, and then, um, you sent me that, the, like that girl came, she gave me the coordinates and I want some answers now. And the three guys are talking. They're like little girl. Oh, of course. Now I see it. Nonette who we don't know what Nonette is or who Nonette is yet. And Abe's like, Remember, I have a gun. Start giving me answers here. And one of the one of the Terra knots addresses what Abe thinks that they're addressing him. But he's, he's like, what did you just call me? But it's like, all right, Edward, go ahead. You know, wallop Abe over the head and knock his ass out. Yeah. And that's exactly what he does. Him. Yeah. Everything Whoop. goes black. And then back at BPRD headquarters, Johan is still kind of explaining what happened. And there's a big thing here too, because we cut back to the in that that uh, dossier uh, yeah. of, of these, I guess, classical villains of the BPRD. Yeah, um, we the see the one, guy that's appeared to Kate. Yeah, and she's really taking that in. I think this yeah, might be the first time like, she's seen an actual physical picture, picture of this. Yeah, guy. interesting. And she's like kind of focused on that while Johan and Kate are talking behind her. She's like, what the fuck is this? This picture might come with me. Um, you know, she's just really deep in thought about it. Kate and Johan are sort of talking like about like uh, whether or not this implies anything about Daimyo, basically. They're like continuing to like dig into this. And then Kate leaves and Liz leaves. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, Liz, Liz leaves and hears in her head. The guy that has been visiting her in her visions. Tell me, Miss Sherman, can you tell me? Do whom do you trust? Whom do you trust? And she's like, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Oh, you know, boy. again, yeah. getting a little like Liz is having to like dip into like this self-control that she's learned with her powers. And now it's like this other thing is infiltrating her mind and like she's losing control in this other way. And I think that's probably hard for her. Yeah. And it's not something you can share because you're like it is a she good probably question. feels like, am like, I going crazy or or do I listen to? Yeah. Do yeah. I listen? Who do I listen to? Who do I trust? Meanwhile, Abe wakes up. He he was knocked out. They brought him into this like beautiful room. He's not like locked in there, or chained up in there or anything. He's just laid down. He's on just the laid down on the rug. <laughs> um, he sees them all talking outside, talking about how Abe doesn't remember them. And he sort of walks around. He sees all of this like nautical decoration of this one room and is kind of drawn to it, walks in. And sees all of these, like, you know, seemingly like how you would stuff a fish and put it on a wall. Like, there's sort of that, but this crazy cool squids design is insane. Shit. It's crazy. And <laughs> like, chandeliers are made pictures. from octopuses. <laughs> yeah. And like one of these helmets, probably the helmet that Edward wore before he went into his new body. Yeah. I would guess. Um, I guess. Yeah. Abe sees a picture. He sees a picture of 
the like cocoon that he had touched before when he was call and before he transformed, he like he sees a picture of that and approaches it and sees like several other framed pictures of call in a tube gradually over uh over a few days over a few weeks turning into abe now so going from his human form to becoming more and more fish-like yeah this means we have from april 14th 1865 then the middle one is april 23rd more fish and then almost and then pretty much full-on abe yeah on may 1st 1865 and we see these like four characters around him who we, you know, are now having tea outside in the garden, um, like kind of celebrating the point where Abe is looking like he does now fish like and Abe is kind of taking it in, taking in that these guys are like, you know, they're drinking like martinis or something <laughs> celebrating and he just punches a hole right into the picture. And then he's he hears Edward, Edward, are you there? Um well, come here then. And like, here's this voice calling and he follows it until he finds this woman, this, you know, former mummy. Uh, you're not Edward. And, wow. Yeah. And, really, I'll be honest as a reader, this caught me off guard. Yeah. And it was such a fun little th- reveal. Cause I was like, yeah, I was making the connections, but then I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Still like, what the fuck is happening? Cause like, it's like, oh yeah, I remember the mummy was in the bed with like all the stuff burning around her, but it's like, you kind of, I sort of forgot, had forgotten about that with what with all this other yeah. stuff going down, and great yeah, little. now it's a great way to like tie it all in together and see what her significance is with, with that. And it also reminded me of like, there's a lot of visually. I was like, well, her kind of creepy version. There's so much there. Like it reminded me a lot of. Uh, sorry, it reminded me a lot of like him and his wife, like her creepy form. Yeah, and it was like very cool. Yeah, well, yeah, like her yeah, her ghostly form. Yeah, and then chapter four, they have her fully on the front cover, this sort of like, you know, very corpse-like mum- mummified woman with this background of a hieroglyph- hieroglyphic of a woman smelling mm-hmm. a flower, and then the flower like in that foreground in the little like panel, and then this like eye of Horus, yeah. Egyptian eye here in the front. And... No Abe, no at Abe all. at all. Just yeah, moving. yeah. So now we're kind of deep, we're going deep into this part of the mystery for this issue. Yeah. Um, and she is starting to talk to Abe. Hey, you're the American. I know you're Langdon Call. I just like to play games. And it's like you sent that little girl, and she's like, Yeah, I have basically I have like mind powers, and I can like you know I can control people, but they have this they have this opium burning around me to try to like contain me and keep my powers in check she starts telling the story of how she was found and (laughs) uh became something of like a curiosity and then almost like a celebrity because she was you know a fucking reanimated mummified person (laughs) and now she's like this member of british society because they have this like fascination with all things egyptian at the time and Mm -hmm. in this like reality this like fascination with like the the supernatural and stuff like that. So you kind of see in these like sepia toned sort of flashbacks how she, and then you do see a moment where she's talking to that guy who's Lord like Glaren, which I believe yeah, now, yeah, Lord Glaren, or is that Lord Glaren or the that's Lord the same place? guy, 
It's the same guy, but that's not Lord Glaren, right? Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm I enjoyed to... that kind of freedom for years until I became somewhat careless in my associations, or at least so thought. Oh, yeah. So Lord so Glaren was the guy who was G- taking care of her. Yes. And he's the one looking at her, discussing with Yeah. This, so she, which, okay, so we still don't know this that guy's That has name. to be. Now looking at this flashback and what he's looking at in the robe he's wearing. With his long fingernails. It looks like the guy that I think so. Liz has been associated I, with. I think... It's. It, I. I don't think it's like a total coincidence that they would yes. have two characters that kind of look like that very distinct looking characters. Yes. But she's getting too close with him. Was Lord Glaren? Yeah, okay. yeah. And then yeah. So we Lord have a name, Glaren, of course, the Heliovitic Brotherhood. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hel- Heliopic Brotherhood took me in. So Heliopic, like having to do with the sun, you can see all of this like ornate kind of. Egyptian stuff that they've fucking stolen and taken <laughs> to England. And it was like, it was great. I loved being in this society. I had friends. They involved me with their experiments. And you see this fucking grotesque headless horse that's like that they're playing with. Yeah, like machine horse. Mm-hmm. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. She like got involved in their conspiracies, but they kind of wanted to keep her contained, keep her yeah. there so she couldn't leave. And she's like, you know, like anybody, whatever's forbidden, I seek that out. So she knocked everybody out with her psychic powers, rendered them unconscious, and then she went to go meet members of their rival organization who took her to this island and essentially did the same exact thing. They're, like, keeping her trapped on this island. The men of um, the Onias. Is that how you say that? Onias Society? Uh, Which is yeah. Onus? Onus Society? Onus. O-A-N-N-E-S. Yeah. In my new cage... So the same shit, you know, same shit, different white guys keeping uh, trapped in there. And then, um, yeah, they took the precaution of burning opiates and Abe's like, oh, that's why I feel like this. So, yeah, she's like, I give them headaches every now and then. I'm so capable of doing that and I'm kind of used to this, but I'm basically stuck here. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, that's where she reveals a little more of it. Like she controlled the girl to write the letter or it's so funny to think of that little girl. Putting that package together. Right, yeah, going <laughs> to sending. get a stamp. Yeah. <laughs> having these crazy eyes. Like, oh. It's also revealed her name is Nanette right here. It's like, uh, so we know that when these guys were like, little girl, oh, Nanette. Like, they realized that she reached out to Abe, and that's how Abe was able to find them. And I love I love this yeah. moment, too, where he's like, oh, you brought me here to rescue. And she's like, not at all. Yeah. She's like, it's too, like, I bet the world is beautiful, but... That's not, that's past. Yeah. You're here for, he, she doesn't say exactly why she brought yeah. her, but like, I love that moment of like, nope. <laughs> and she's like, you know, she kind of has this relationship with her captors. Essentially, they're like, oh, hello, sweetie. You know, like, they're like, hi. Oh, yeah. You like to talk. And they're like, that is not my name, you brute. You know, that's not my name. Like, <laughs> kind of like, fuck you. Like, you're keeping me captive here. Like, shut love the fuck that. up. <laughs> Listen to that fury. I can't imagine why she hates us so. After all, it it, it is only we who are keeping her alive. Like, maybe, and maybe Abe, that's perhaps why. that's that is why. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's the sense you get is that she's like prisoner there. Then back in uh, Balikpapan, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Daimyo is talking to the cops. They found the little girl. This is where it's mentioned. You know, mentally challenged, uh, Lieutenant. We say mentally challenged and. Took if too long. Why did he call yeah. down the first? You know? Yeah, it took, went all the way to. <laughs> but I guess he forward. wasn't interacting when we first heard it, so yeah. that makes sense. And anyway, he's like, look at this map. She drew this map. It's wild. And Nanette, or, you know, for lack of her real name, Nanette, starts communicating through the little girl. 
again, speaking directly to Daimyo, and I can English. explain everything. Yeah, Jesus, hey, she speaks English. <laughs> Meanwhile, back on the island of Dr. Moreau, the fucking <laughs> Abe is being shown these three vessels that they have, that these guys have constructed. They start to explain their sort of like plan for fucking what they perceive at like, in my mind, I'm right, and uh, we're saving people, you know? Yeah, so, they, they consider it a salvation of souls. Yeah, salvation of souls, yeah. And it's like, I'm, a, you know, me, Edward, I'm an example of that. And Abe goes, your mission to destroy the world? No, Le- Abe, that's not it, not one bit. And they sort of talk about how the world is doomed, this plague is coming on top of everything else, people are sick and there's war. So we planted these bombs around various parts of this island that are going to start uh, kick off like a huge seismic reaction, cause this giant earthquake that'll cause huge tsunamis. All of these millions of people in Eastern Asia will die and then they will inhabit these bodies, these vessels that we have made. And when, yeah, when the end comes for all the world, these souls, unlike billions of others, will live on forever under our stewardship each one of us a living nation of man. Spiritual reservoirs, how ambitious. Like Abe's like kind of listening and they're like, okay, great, you understand. That's that's awesome. See, like we've we kept all your clothes and your walking stick because we want you to join us. And Abe's like, smash. <laughs> Abe I cracks one of the fucking tanks. Moment. Yeah. I love his ability to use yeah. his old this old walking stick. To so <laughs> fun. You little deviant. Abe's like, Abe's just kind of listening like, sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> the fucking body comes, comes flying out. Oh my God, my body. He killed my body. Which is like fucked up. And Edward's Glass so all just sticking out of it. Oh God, it's gross. It's like you're dead. You're fucking toast. And then back to Daimyo. The little I love. I wanted to read explained. that specific language. Oh yeah. I love Edward when Edward just so intense. His vein. He's like neck is just yeah. writhing. You'll be dead before dusk, Cole. Stone dead. Yeah. I just love the the kinetic energy that yeah, and flowing him running with, like that. running away from that. Ah, such a thrilling he has to moment. Be on the move. <laughs> but you know, he knew it was going to be dangerous. He he doesn't. You know, they've interfered with. Abe has now seen like these guys have interfered with my life that I had no say in it whatsoever. They're interfering with Nanette's life and she had no say in it. And now they're going to try to kill millions of people in all one of Asian, their fucked up little experiments, which is fucked up all Asian and put them into these white blonde, Yeah. into these strong white bodies. bodies. Very suprem- white. Yeah, you know, it's like a nice English colonizing sort of a yes. ideal. Like, as long as we're talking about, you know, colonizing people, it's like, yeah, this is you're literally taking them under your nation, under your protection, which is like terminology that fucking colonizing nations yeah. use where it's like, yeah, we're, you know, we're sp- spreading Christianity or we're doing X, Y, Z. It's like, yeah, we're all going to just contain all of these poor people who would have died anyway into, into one big body. Isn't that cool? Look, A big white them. body. We're, we're saving their souls yeah. this way. He's like, shut up. It's like, this Gross. is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Then meanwhile, Daimyo is explaining to the cops, okay, we have to go to these places. There are bombs here. This little girl told me. They're like, what the fuck? She, she can't tell you. She's a little kid. And it's like, Daimyo is trying to continue the conversation with the girl, with Nanette through the girl. 
Um, I love what he says to the lieutenant. He's like, Lieutenant, I don't have the time to explain what kind of weirdness I've been into for the last six years. Yeah. Okay, just fucking take an order. Just please listen to me here. So they have bombs to find. And then their conversation is interrupted because Nanette, her actual body is, you know, Edward bursts in. Hello, Nanette. I need to know every single thing you told that fish man. And believe me, darling, I will know. So he has like these scissors that he's brandishing like a knife. He's threatening her with bodily harm. Uh, is he covered? I have a question. Is he? Yeah. Is, is his, does his sweat? Colored or is that still just juice? I think that's from like the, the liquid from, from the, the tube. tube. Okay. Yeah. Just curious. I would say that's probably. I love yeah. the touch though. Maybe way. it is him too. Maybe you know he was created in that tube. Maybe he sweats whatever that weird liquid is. <laughs> I don't know. I love this idea that they are humunculuses in a sense. These yeah, they're sort of yeah. Ter- like containers. That's an obsession with people to make these uh, live forever. Oh, forever, yeah, forever through these, these uh, play God in a sense. Totally. People are just obsessed with. Totally. Like a human form that they can control. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, for sure. And Abe, Abe's like, now he's booking it. He's like going to make it his way back to the ship. But he sees that all of these monstrosities, these like island of Dr. Moreau creatures, which are fucking cool looking. I love them. We have a hammerhead shark crustacean looking thing. We've got like a puma monkey. And we've got like a cuttlefish with a leopard leopard <laughs> and you know just like various freaky little things that are uh, really fun sort of hellboy university looking kind of things they're great one of the guys has caught up to abe in his little terra not suit i think this this is one of my favorite my favorite really written moments because they play it so well yeah it's another moment that i genuinely in reading it for the first time was surprised like i was not on to, I thought this. I thought that this guy didn't know what had just occurred in the house. Oh, and it's yeah. written so well that it's a great little surprise. I think. Yeah, because he's just. It just looks like because we've seen them care about the the animals and like really cherish them. So I love that he's just sitting on a rock and he just gently talks to Abe through this. Yeah, he's like <laughs> it's almost like casual, and he's talking about these creatures where it's like, yeah, we've bred them this way, and that makes them docile. That isn't always the case. Take you. Spoiling! Like, shoots a fucking... <laughs> Inspector like, fucking gadgets really in. Really? <laughs> ga- yeah, Inspector Gadget, like, fucking shotgun his shoulder. Like, this crazy fucking three-pronged, like, spear. Not docile at all, I'm told. And he picks up this fucking rock to smash Abe, and that's where we're left off. That's the cliffhanger for this one. I love that cl- cliffhanger image surrounded by these freaky monsters a robot is about uh, uh, a man in a in a fucking reverse scuba suit is about (laughs) to smash abe a pteranaut as you have yeah pteranaut i just love those that last two panel i just think it's it's so well written and it really set it love it's like i genuinely because the writing i think is so fun and simple that i i'm totally like yeah of course i would have it doesn't sound like he knew of the what just took transpired. Right. It's like he just oh, stumbled maybe into just, it. Yeah. He's like, okay, cool. Like Abe, I can see how Abe got off, like got caught. Cause I would I would have been caught too. I'm like, he doesn't know what's going on. I don't want to make any sudden moves. I mean, I would guess by the fact that the monsters ripped up my boat, I'd be like, uh, something bad. But I would His have assumed that they were going to do that anyway. Yeah. They're like, they wanted me to stay. It has nothing to do with the fact that they think I'm not going to try to stop them. Yeah. I love it. 
Yeah. God, really I love cool. it. And then that last panel with the rock is just so fun. Yeah, it's really <laughs> great. I love it. It's just like this. It's monster movie-esque. And it's exciting. It's a really fun. It's definitely issue. a really fun. It feels like a it feels like a fifties horror movie or something like. Yeah, that it's just like very fun. Yeah. Ugh. Any uh any final thoughts? Favorite panels? I do like the Terranauts little robot design with all their freaky eyes. I think that's a fun way to have those little windows. Is a fun way to make them look like they have different sized eyes, which is like within the aesthetic of this world, I think fits really well. They're just like all the um, monsters. That yeah. The, uh, like Jihad, the monsters all their little saw. like minions. It's very yeah. similar. <laughs> it's very freaky. Um, yeah. I, I, I really like those. And I, I, I think it's cool to kind of get the backstory of this woman, but yeah, I think the, yeah, my favorite would have to be the Terra not lifting up a rock to smash Abe. And I, I like Abe punching the, picture and stuff like that i think abe just looks really cool abe is such a badass through all of us yeah he's being yeah he's definitely like with his like open shirt he's like the hero of this like 50s horror movie for sure it yeah feels really cool what about you is there anything that's like i mean i think him just i'm a big fan of i'm with you on the, i think this is my favorite cliffhanger of yeah Im- imagery wise it's just such a perfect fun it's like it feels like a, what a classic cliffhanger is of any like serialized like yeah. old pulpy TV novel whatever it's just so fun I specifically love before I get to a favorite panel like I love the backstory for these guys especially like in this era right now like within movies wise superheroes people love Killmonger and Thanos because they like sort of people can be like they, like justify their yeah, yeah they have, like, or they have an, a, like a, a belief that's so clear that like even though we don't agree with it we're like okay I get this villain yeah he's not just twirling his mustache and I think these guys are the same way they're just so they up believe their own asses that they're, yeah, they believe that they're like doing this for the benefit they can just like fuck with science and fuck with people and you know other sentient beings in whatever way that they please because they think they're god they think they're so smart and they know what's best for everyone and it's like if everybody would just do exactly what we want like and if everyone would just you know die if millions of people would just die we could save them by killing them it's like you know awesome classic mad scientist kind yeah. of logic it's great and uh, yeah i love it and i think it's like we talked about the the idea of there maybe one day being like a bprd TV show or whatnot. This is like a storyline that I'm like, please adapt this. Yeah. It just seems so perfect for adapt- adaptation right now. Um, I love it. I think my absolutely favorite panel out of all of this, there's so much good. I Guy Davis is just really has become one of my absolute favorites through this whole series. I think I like the crab shark. Oh, that crab shark is amazing. Yeah. I 100% he's cool. with you on that. I love the old photographs of Abe. I think emotionally, yeah. I think that's just a perfect thing to establish but man because we've always talked about how i think abe and other mediums lack how heroic he is yeah my favorite thing is when edward's showing his clothes i love these these panels ah yes your walking stick you brought it you bought it while in london you recognize it him staring at it and then that wide of him saying no and just in this one solid i can only imagine just one solid motion of it and slightly throwing it back and clicking the glass. Yeah. 
he just it's just like it just in that one panel shows you how well of a, an agent he is yeah like like Hellboy to me I love Hellboy he's the greatest character of my favorite comic book character of all time right Abe is slowly through the reading of BBRD meeting up, is meeting up with him in one of my favorites Hellboy to me in training I picture when they're training for the BBRT Hellboy doesn't pay a lot of attention no he sort of just throws his fist around yeah. he's like I don't want to train Abe is the opposite. I feel like Abe, when they went through training to like to hold or to do hand to hand combat, was so in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this just shows how well that he in that moment thought of like if I do, you know what I mean? Like that cheesy thing in movies where I'm trying to think Sherlock Jones, Sherlock Holmes did this a little bit where it shows him quickly assess the situation and then make a plan and then you watch him execute it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. When they do that, like. Oh, this person's here. Her spirit now here. I'll execute my plan. I feel like Abe does that in this moment. He sees it, yeah, and immediately assesses what he can do, yeah, and pulls it off. And that just proves to me how badass Abe Sabian. He's is. awesome. He's, He's so, so awesome. Fucking I love this cool. character. And and it's so it, great to see him like sh- like not only get answers but also like you know find him like yeah just be a fucking badass and be the hero of the story. And like, yeah, I think what you're getting at too, what you just said was finding answers for himself, but we're slowly maybe coming into the end where he's making the choice of who he's he's trying to make the choice of who he wants to be. Yeah. He did sort of, he's always been in the dark. Then he started getting to know who he was, started to fuck him up. And now we're sort of coming out on the the end of that tunnel, maybe. I don't know how long much more we have, of course, because he has his own series coming. Yeah. But right now I'm, you, you sort of making him making his own choices to be like, like, it's so fun when he tells these guys, don't call me call. My name's Abe. Yeah. And they, like, correct for him. And that's really him just owning, like, I might have this in my past, but I'm something now new. And I'm going to choose to be Abe. Right. I love it. In that. the same way that, yeah, Hellboy chooses to be who he is. Like, yes. Abe is getting to be like, I'm not this anymore. It makes me, you bringing that up, the, the comparison to him and Hellboy. I don't know down the line if they'll ever meet again. But because we're getting so much more fleshed out of Abe, I'm like, can we have them meet up again? Like, yeah, because they've gone. Both of them have like they were friends, but now they've grown so much that I want to see them reconnect over this growth of themselves and what they know about them. The shit they've had to go through. Yeah, (laughs) I hope they meet again. It makes me emotional to think. about. It's great. (laughs) It's so awesome. Uh, I don't know. Those are my final thoughts. I'm very excited to see how this one closes out, this uh, chapter five. But it's a great cliffhanger to end on. It's just so fun and kinetic. and I love it. Playful. Love it. Great. We want to hear from you out there, listeners. Any final uh, any thoughts? Not final thoughts. Any <laughs> final thoughts you thoughts. have? Um, favorite parts of the story? Insights into the story? If you know what that painting is in Johan's. Uh, thing because clearly we haven't done the research to find out. Um, let us know. But again, you can reach out to us directly, and we'll we'll discuss um, your thoughts on the podcast at ah crap a hellboy podcast at gmail dot com. Yeah. We're also you can keep up with us on Instagram at ah crap a hellboy podcast as well as Twitter ah crap hellboy. Um, based on this, Kate, do you have anything that you want to suggest to the readers to read, watch, or enjoy? Um. I don't know something related to the mummy. I don't know. I have one. What is it? Mine is because of the soul. The whole thing of like people going, them doing this idea of like 
bringing all souls into one vessel yeah makes me um if you haven't seen this i'm assuming a lot of listeners have seen this or are aware of it watch the movie it's one of my absolute favorites being john malkovich because being john malkovich spoiler alert it's this fun quirky comedy but then it becomes revealed that like this this john malkovich is actually one of many throughout the centuries that these people have used to stay to pretty much live forever is by existing in a single vessel together. Because yeah. that's like the end thing of like, they're all going to like transfer their own selves. It's been so long it's, since I've seen that movie. I got to watch it again. Love I remember it. loving it. Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman are geniuses to me. Yeah. So go watch Being John Malkovich. That's what it made me think I think of. I will rewatch that. I don't know what else I could think of. It's like okay. If you... Being in someone else's body or something. I mean, we've mentioned Island of Dr. Moreau so many times with yeah. this one. It's like, go watch it that. It looks so much like that. Yeah. Go read it. H.G. Wells. Yeah. <laughs> all this, I love all the pseudoscience stuff that's in this. Right, like, yeah. Like, it's always the, been like, there fun. in BPRD and Hellboy, but, like, I love how, how at they're the really forefront They're really embracing the roots of it now, I think. Like, they're really showing who the, like, they're showing their inspirations I yes think, in this one they're wearing the inspirations more on their sleeve for sure bit. i love it yeah not that not that mike Yola has hidden it that's it i don't have any more than that other than i'm very i'm very excited to see how this this garden of souls closes out yeah chapter five it's gonna be very cool to see how that happens oh, yeah. but great well um that's it for this episode we hope to um, have you back next week when we find um, finish this one out. We didn't get a chance to review the Sinus Sins video that Professor Pitaway sent us, but I swear we will do it in a future episode. Yeah. Thank you again for listening. We really appreciate it. And remember... We love you. Have you ever encountered an unexplained hairy bipedal hominid in the woods? Have you received telepathic messages from an unidentified aerial phenomenon? If so, then you need to listen to Bigfoot Collectors Club. I'm Michael McMillan. And I'm Bryce Johnson. And together with super producer... Riley Bray. We make up the Bigfoot Collectors Club. That's right. Every week we talk to actors, comedians, writers, and paranormal experts about their personal paranormal histories and share stories of high strangeness. Like the time when we talked to Craig Ferguson about the Loch Ness Monster and when a sea witch told him he had raven magic. Or the time I asked Pitch Perfect's Anna Camp her opinion on cattle mutilations. Past guests have included Rachel Bloom, Jen Kirkman, Paul F. Tompkins, Bobcat Goldthwait, and more. So if you've ever been abducted alongside five reindeer by an alien with drills for hands or witnessed Bigfoot crawl out of an interdimensional portal, don't laugh, happens all the time, then check out Bigfoot Collectors Club on Campfire Media or wherever you get your podcasts. Bigfoot Bigfoot Collectors Collectors Club, Club. you're here to to believe believe us. Wait, is that how it goes? Campfire.